This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, current events, and whatever else people are talking about these days. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, fucking information, tattoos, whatever we want to talk about. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host, Jeff is here, and he was being a little mockingbird. There. I have tattoos. That's why you brought, brought me onto the show. Did you just was, I have a tattoo. Me as I was talking, as he no, does. I'm a talking Jay, not a mocking Jay. Uh, I said mocking Jay out of reverence for my favorite young adult novel series. Hey, Jeff's back. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got Jeff Bay in the house, everybody. Also, first time on this podcast, but everyone knows David Christopher Bell is here. I honestly liked how the Hunger Games ended, personally. Yeah, the book. It it was surprisingly good uh, for what it was. Yeah, I read the Hunger Games books in like a week. Like, yeah, and that's like I get it's not like the fucking 9-11 commission report or anything, but still. Yeah, it's close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that finish was strong. Uh yeah. I read both I read the second two books in like one sitting each. Yeah. I was just like, I ain't putting this down. This is fucking fun. I watched the movies. What? Also mm-hmm. great. Yeah. great. There's even I more had movies. it read. Yeah, I had it read to me by a production people put it together and read the book to me with, with you using using cameras and actors they sued and lots of money for it, yeah yeah i actually uber drove one of the actors i uber drove kato the like the the main villain from the first one. Oh, uh and he was the nicest kid and it threw me for a loop but then like last year i hosted a panel with him well, how is he like weird right he was a really nice guy he went yeah. on to some show called vikings oh and, that's um, that's a show people watch yeah yeah people watch that show and now he was on heels on stars yeah. but i was I like hey it. that's funny i fucking drove you somewhere and now we're sharing microphones i don't watch vikings so how good could it be you know and yeah no. i don't either but people watch it people do there's so many it. shows there's too many there's you know what many. it it did fill in a very important gap in the getting horny watching sons of anarchy women right charlie hunnam am i right they shifted to vikings real fast and they were like this is something i can be equally horny about Mm, that makes sense hey and that makes uh for a good segue into what we're talking about because there are too many shows but there's not going to be soon because a writer's strike happened and it Mm. has delayed a lot of shows but i rejoice hallelujah it only took 148 days but the writer's strike is over motherfuckers can i be honest real quick no was not aware of this <laughs> yeah i'm surprised there's not more social media <laughs> i've not heard 
drive by Universal every day. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I honestly, I could have you like, I wanted a few more months so I can finish the script, but uh, this is fine too. This is good. Um, oh, wait, you know, you were writing during the strike? Wow, I mean, you fucking not, scab. I was yeah. scabbing for myself. Now, everybody's writing for the strike, but I'm not writing for anything specifically. Mm. That's the whole point. I mean, everybody was at a standstill together, right? And now I'm like, damn it, I have I had nothing for right when the strike is over. That's oh. all. I mean, I wasn't at a gonna... standstill. Podcasts don't have a union. Well, yeah, even same if, here. Even if they did, I'm the only employee. We've so. been over at Hypecast, we've been like covering trailers from the 90s and shit because it just felt like that we have no obligation to, you know, like like you said, podcasts. It, it it's there's like that weird influencer rule with SAG that everybody was confused about. But yeah, I tried to show solidarity as much as possible. And I, I guess I think we still will because the SAG thing is still going. Uh, I got to say the I the actual things they got, it's looking good for SAG, right? Like they kind of buckled on AI, it seems like maybe because they realized it sucks and there was yeah. no point I, in like that's a terrible hill for them I, to die on. I think it was they understood that if they crossed that Rubicon, half of all people would never watch anything from them again. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Because it's just like, it's I, I think they choice. saw it's not a moral choice. It, you see that was secret invasion did AI titles that were like, yeah. Eh. And then, and it was, that was the thing is like, they weren't great. And then the fact that they were AI, everybody was like, well, fuck that. Um, and I think they, I, someone must've told them at some point, like, you know, nobody's rooting for you anymore and it took them way too long to figure that out like i don't know what they thought was yeah. going to happen they needed one good cop and they yeah. just couldn't be yeah it was all it was all good cop bad cop they're like no we're just all bad cops yeah, yeah i miss the days when we were using ai in more ethical ways like faking anthony bourdain interviews in his documentary yeah. after he died which Remember that? That was weird. Oh, yeah. I I don't remember that, but that sounds like something yeah. we do. Well, they took one of his sentences and they AI voiced it like it was something he had written, and then uh, AI voice replicated it, and it was fucking weird. That weird. is really weird. Yeah. Th so this, what they, um, what I like about this, because I had I had gone through the points, um, is that they're doing it so that they're kind of giving the writers like the the go-ahead to use ai while writing like ai can't be credited as an author of any any literary yeah. works but writers can use it which i think is the perfect way to use ai right a tool for yeah. artists um at, like that's really what it was all about is like it's the same with graphic artists right like photoshop has a ai option and it's like that's fine if you're a graphic artist getting paid and you're like, I need a puff of smoke up in this corner. Let me just AI that real quick. It's like, it, it, it feels a little weird, but like no, those I are the like people, it. but those are the people who have the right to do it, right? A graphic artist whose job is to make the thing yeah. um, can make that decision better than like an ad, an ad guy who just cuts out the graphic artist completely. Don't get me wrong. If I had a graphic artist and they were like, I just AI'd it, I'd be like, well, what am I paying you for? Like you're, you, you do want the artist to be involved, but yeah. that is, that is the person that should have the tool, right? The at, person whose job it is to make the art. At the same time, I think people underestimate like with AI, it's still not like a magic bullet. Like no. you still have to know how to use the AI program yeah. you're using to make it work properly. Like 
I have an article up on my Substack where I tried using Photoshop's new AI feature just to like fuck around with it. And it produced like body horror. Like it is oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. nightmare fuel. The it's stuff great. that came out of that. And so I don't, I don't trust that if you just like slid a laptop with chat GPT open to me, like I'm not fucking writing a well, novel with it. No, but I could see an artist, for example, like a painter making abstract art based on AI art, right? Like, like yeah. the body horror you mentioned, I loved giving the prop spaghetti wounds because you just get some horrifying shit. Um, but like taking that and like, or if you're a special effects artist and you're trying to do something gnarly, like I can see being inspired by AI art to do art being like, or like say you're fucking writing a Nolan film and you're like, God damn it. He wants me to make this like time travel bullshit with parallel dimensions. You could go to an AI and be like, can you keep track of this bullshit for me and yeah. like have it so that it's not doing the creative work. It's doing like the logistic work. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I I think it's just a pitch robot. Like I can, I can see why people would want that, but it's, I think the important thing that needs to be also addressed is whether or not the AI is ethically sourced. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I, I super, or else, cause like right now, AI is a lot of plagiarism. Like, yes, it's a, a lot of that. And a lot of, and what I really love is the problem that I have with AI in the art world is that it treats art like it's a commodity. It, it treats yeah. art the exact, op like AI art is not art, it's imagery. Art is a human thing. And yes. it, it, if, you know, it, it is designed by human beings to express and then to try and create emotion, right? AI can't do that. It's not capable of feeling yet, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Once data from Star Trek becomes a thing, then we'll have the episode Measure of a Man where they put him on trial and figure out what what is the nature of AI? Are they allowed to have, you know, rights and so on? Mm -hmm. But for now, no rights. They can't be authors. Yeah. And they're just they're collating other people's work. Yeah. That's, that's why I think it was NPR did a podcast that I heard because my wife listens to podcasts in the car and not always mine, but. Uh, you, all right, I'll get you the papers right now to start signing, bud. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a huge point of contention in our our marriage. But they tried to create an episode of their podcast using an AI program, and it sounded convincing, like on the surface. But, but then they, they had talk like about how many fingers they had. <laughs> well, they had like the hosts that were mimicked by this AI go and listen to it. And they were like, motherfucker, I wouldn't make that joke. That is like the hackiest joke. Oh, yeah. And even worse, they started like fact checking what the AI program came up with. And it just like created a quote from someone out of thin air. Like, yes, that person was never interviewed, never said that it was like AI was just like, well, they kind of referenced it in a magazine article. So that's good enough. Let's make it a quote. AI journalism is one of the most troublesome things of all to come out of all this because they're always doing that and they're getting. Yeah, they're like straight up plagiarizing things. Yes, I think I think what we need basically is a law around anytime AI is used. It, they there has to be specific bots used and they have to say which bot they used and what i'm getting at is like if warner brothers for example had an ai that they used to figure out what the next like big idea should be they should be legally acquired for that Wait ai to 
only use Warner Brothers films. Does that make sense? Like okay. only use the source material they own to come up with that idea. Like the, the thing that they would have to pay residuals to the people whose ideas they farmed though, right? That's a good point. They should be able unless they like what they have to honor whatever contracts they had, right? Because like for example, you could write a film and then they're like we're making a sequel, we're cutting you out, but that's contractually what we can do. Like it, it probably depends on the relationship they had with that writer, right? The same way you can make endless sequels. Well, yeah, that's um, the thing. Like if somebody distributed a Scorsese picture for or whatever, and yeah. you can say that they sourced some shit from Scorsese and Scorsese is like, that wasn't a part of our contract. A hundred percent shit out of you. Yeah, they there needs to be it's kind of the way streaming people like Aaron Paul. Is that his name? No, that's the other guy. Um no, you're no, you're Aaron right. Paul is the breaking right. bad guy. Aaron yes. Paul. Yeah. I'm thinking of Logan Paul. Is the other no, guy. Aaron Paul um, is the Aaron Breaking Paul, Bad guy who is also a boxer. Yeah. Who doesn't get residuals yeah. from Breaking Bad on streaming. And I assume Chris because, Paul is the YouTuber. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. No, he doesn't get residuals from streaming, I assume, because his contract at the time probably never involved streaming. Yeah, it was like 2008, 2008. Right. So there needs to be some sort of like, they need to go back and revisit these contracts to some extent. It's, it's, it is very tricky, right? Like I, I think Adobe was saying, or one company was saying, we're only using public domain pictures as our source material. And it's like, that makes sense to me. Like there needs to be some sort of protection there. The, the thing about the contracts that's um, famously in the comic book world, uh, Watchmen with Alan Moore because Alan Moore's contract was about publication, but um, collections, trade paperbacks were never really a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, since that contract and publication of the comics, Watchmen became a New York Times bestselling graphic novel a lot. It sold infinity. And so while he get would get certain residuals, he wouldn't get what the co- contract would have given him. And he's basically just like DC and now thus Warner fucked me. Which is why he like hates that company and why he yeah. wants nothing to do with any of the movies that they make of his stuff. Why he uh, refused his V for Vendetta checks. Like he just said, give it all to Dave Gibbons. Same thing with the Watchmen movie. He's like, fuck this. Fuck you. I don't yeah. need it. Go straight am, to hell. I am surprised that's not a bigger sticking point in the SAG after strike. Like back, like back residuals should be a thing. Like Aaron Paul's absolutely right. He should be making money from Breaking Bad being on Netflix the same way in the 80s or 90s. If a show went to syndication, maybe it is. I don't I don't know what they're asking for. But yeah, I I guess I'm not 100 percent sure. There's also this feeling because like people have because uh, I write for uh, some more news. People are like, Kit, aren't you can't write for that during the strike. And it's like, no, I'm not WGA. I wrote a movie uh, for them. I'm not WGA because the Internet is not on their radar. Right. They yeah. they don't count Internet stuff. And there's this feeling of like, well, isn't that unfair? And it's like, yeah, but they're just trying to get their current writers paid. Like we're we're so behind for a lot of this stuff that it's like one thing at a time, right? Like they, they, it feels like maybe that is on their list, but right now it's just like, let's fix what we have. Like there's so much broken, right? Let's put there's our so house out. Let's put, let's yeah. put our fires out before we start worrying about the neighbors. Yeah. Exactly. Oxygen mask on first. Before yeah, exactly. So there's so many things that the internet made a problem, right? For, yeah. for art in general, you know, every uh, music and, yeah, and just look TV at and, Look at how how many Instagram aggregator accounts just take other people's work 
yeah. put it out there, make a profit off of it. And there is, and not only do people not care, but so, if you bring it up, people will attack you. Like when fucking, what was it? Worldstar stole one of my tweets and cropped out my name and everybody, sh and I'm like, what the fuck? You could have at least put my name up there. You didn't ask for this. You just stole it. And all the people in the comments were like, fucking cry about it. Right. I'm like, this there's, is my work. It's my art. I made this. Like, there's this weird attitude of the internet that I think people, I, I, it's very, I, I got this at cracked a lot where people would submit an article that's just plagiarized. And I, we'd go like, this is plagiarized. And they'd be like, hey, man, it's the internet. Everything's like free. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. What, what are you talking about? Like, these like teenagers are like, eh, it's anarchy. And it's like, but it's, yeah, that would be cool. That would be great if it was except it's all these corporations harnessing that and then yeah, using yeah. that again. Like, well, I think a place you see it a lot too is in music and especially yes. the thing where people tend to like act like it's not a big deal. Like Lizzo has that truth hurts song. And if you listen to the vocal melody of that song, it is identical note for note to a song that came out like a year before called black Beatles by a group called Ray Sremmerd. Right. And anytime I've brought it up, people are either like, well, that sounds like something where she maybe just like heard it and forgot where she heard it. And then she copied it accidentally. And it's like, that's still plagiarism, right? You it's still like, have to pay the person yeah, whose legally. idea you accidentally borrowed. And now yeah. there's something to be said now about consumers of media and this is where, because right now we're talking about abstract people or we're talking about famous people, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Now here's the part where we talk about the consumer of these things. The, and and it, it ties down to like the Amazon culture of like, I want something cheap. I want something immediately. And I don't want to know where it comes from. Like, I don't yes. want to know how the sausage is made. And with streaming, like ethical streaming if you want people to be paid for their art your streaming is going to cost more streaming is not a financial it's not a financially smart decision i have i actually have some info here because i was i was literally working on a an, uh, a video about this in the year 2000 dvd and vhs rentals would equal 20 billion dollars in sales for the film industry uh movie theater tickets were a third of that um and that has always been the case most movies don't make money in theaters yeah. and they yeah. make money on tv um and 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 rentals and purchases and physical media that's how it was in the 80s 90s um that's how it was for a very long time and then the internet happened and it's nobody's fault you could even argue it's kind of like blockbuster's fault because blockbuster sucked they sucked they, they got yeah. Billions in late fees. They treat people like shit because they were like, hey, what's going to happen to us? Now we have like nostalgia for them. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I don't think you were alive for them if you have nostalgia for them. But um, no, no, no. they so people pirated shit. And why wouldn't they? I did it. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't you pirate shit? Um, and then in the 2000s, basically this this whole stream of revenue that was their main source died. And all they had was theatrical releases. And then and then sure enough the internet the piracy netflix came in and said hey we can make this corporate and they took the 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 piracy attitude of the internet and made it a corporate thing and what that meant was that we're going to swoop in give you something almost for the prices of piracy almost cheap and then we get the money the artists meh, they're going to have to take a hit and that's what happened is like piracy was replaced by a corporate model 
that was worse than piracy because it just put money in the hands of a bunch of executives and it cut out the artists completely. Of course, music did this even more. And so like, instead of being this cool socialist fucking fantasy where art is like free and people find other ways to get paid and stuff, the internet was just harnessed by corporations who used that to basically cut out the creators. And that's the problem, right? Well, and it, and, Like uh, some of it is these studios trying to find new ways to make money because they got this revenue stream cut off, but they chose a business model that is fundamentally broken because you just can't make movies and put them all on one place for 20 bucks a month. Like, no, it's, it's not, you're not making money that way. And, and like the thing is, is people don't like, people will talk a big game about caring about the artists. They'll be like, good for them. And it's like, all right, well now, Netflix is going to cost you $4 more a month. And they'll be like, get the fuck out of here with that. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think some people are willing to pay the extra $4 a month. Cause here's the thing. I am five years yeah. from now. Your Netflix is going to cost $4 more a month anyway. Like Netflix right. was like six ninety nine when I signed up and yeah. I think I'm paying like 17 or 18 now. What yeah, it, I, it's, it's, I guess how that, like, what are your ethics worth? I guess it's the big question, right? Like what's the, what's the price of your ethics? I think that it, what's when it started going wrong, I think, because we remember when Netflix was just like the channel TNT where it's like, Oh, all these old movies I haven't watched in ages. Yeah, they're all yeah. here for 20 bucks a month. That I think works because it's replacing TV in this way that like TV was getting replaced anyway. Right. That's just was happening yeah. cable. And so this idea that a movie that's been around for a while gets to make a little extra mo- money, like they would residuals, obviously you have to share that money fairly and base it off streaming count, which they don't do. I think the WGA contract has changed that because they base it off of total subscribers. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but I think what it went wrong is when they're like, we're going to put out original movies this way and we're going to buy movies and we're going to like, yeah, they're distributing movies now. Like a lot of movies that aren't going to do well in theaters. They're like, we'll distribute it. Right. And it's weird to say that like Amazon is the most, uh, is the best version of this. And what I mean by that is that you can go on there and actually still rent a movie or buy a movie. Um, And like a new movie, they make it like 20 bucks and even then you could show it to 50 people, I guess. But like yeah. that's that at least is saying, OK, you pay for the thing and you get the thing. I mean, you virtually get the thing and then one day we might still remove it and then you don't have it anymore. But you know, what I mean, where it's like you give us money, we give you the thing. Yeah, that yeah. seems that's like the only way to actually do this yeah. for the most part. I, I fuck with Tubi and Pluto. Sure you do. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to me just being like, I don't mind commercials. Yeah. Like this, this anti-commercials existence that people have now, because that's the other thing. All right. They want it immediately. They want it cheap and they want no commercials. And right. it's like, where do you magically think this shit is going to come from? Yeah. Like, I, I don't I, understand what, what mentality people have where they're like, I want stranger things. I want it free. I don't want commercials. And I, and it's like that, that's not, you can't have that. Well, cause yeah. a lot of us are fucking Napster babies. Like that shit started with Napster when people were like, <laughs> I don't pay for music. Right. And like that was gonna have ripple effects that have reached out to so many other areas. Right. And it's hard. It's hard to tell people that they have to do something on an individual, individual level. Like this should be something that 
the industry should be figuring out, right? Like, because people are going to steal shit. People want things for cheap. They're always going to. I agree where it's like, I think we have to bring back physical media. And just like when I want an album, I go on iTunes. And I just pay for the album. Like I just buy it because it's like, yeah, that's how it always was. Right. You'd go to media play. You'd buy the album. You'd, yeah. you'd give them 20 bucks. They'd give you a CD. And that's how the artists can make money. I hope. Yeah. yeah. Well, I they made a little bit. They made money off of touring for the most part. Yeah. 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 I still buy digital files. I think we should have stopped it. I've said it a bunch. We should have stopped at digital files. Yeah. That was yeah. the best way. Yeah, it's a big Napster thing too that people are people were just like, oh, well, they said the same thing about the tape sharing industry, and it's like the tape sharing industry was not connected through the internet, yeah, where you could instantly have access to millions of people. That's not how this works. Tape yeah. sharing was like but, I made a copy of a tape and I brought it to Dave's house. Yeah, it's so different. But also, the 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 subject of the episode isn't just the writer's strike. We're talking about <laughs> strikes in general. Hell yeah, and, labor, baby. And talking about this one for half an hour. And hey, the writer's strike is over, but don't get like too excited. Your shows aren't coming back anytime soon. For one thing, again, still an actor's strike. Yeah. Also, your shows suck. Think of, think of your favorite show, whatever it is. It sucks. Sucks. Every show? Terrible show. Every show. Every show's mm. bad, yeah. Yeah, every show. Every, every show's terrible. But the ones yeah. I like, obviously. Yeah, the ones I like are fucking great. I can tell yeah. you that. The ones I like are awful. But just the fucking worst. Yeah. Yeah. Just some of the shows that are delayed until who knows when right now. The Last of Us, Hacks, yep. House of the Dragon, Hell White yeah. Lotus, True Detective, which I didn't even know that was coming back. Euphoria, Yellowstone, Yellow Jackets, Severance, The Boys, Abbott Elementary on and on and them the stranger have, kids they're gonna be fucking 30 it's gonna be hilarious yeah, that yeah, yeah, euphoria too it's like you yeah. are all in your 30s now i one note is fine i don't care let him well, like let him be fucking delayed it's fine yeah oh yeah no that yes yeah, i don't That's think what has to happen mad about it i'm just telling people like just because the writer's strike ended it's not going to come back like yeah. your shows aren't yeah. coming back right away you can be pissed. Just remember whose fault it is, which is, you know, the companies that aren't paying people for their labor. But True Detective, I, you, I didn't know you didn't hear that that's coming back. It's got Jodie Foster. They're doing they love their stunt casting. And this is the Jodie Foster season. And it's going to oh. fucking rule. Yeah, um, you know, as long as I'm a true detective. Yeah. I do like but, that. Show. Yeah. Oh, me too. It's it. it uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to get a bunch of scripts um, done because now the writers strike, but I, yeah. I assume like true Barrymore can finally have her show now that she's had so much goodwill. Uh, well, that's oh, so much goodwill so for Drew. Yeah. Like that's, I, I did a tweet I, about it, but I was like, congratulations to Drew Barrymore for doing the right thing after being told she was doing the wrong thing several times. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody had to be like, Thank you, Drew. It's like, really the, funny. It was so funny to see people tearing her apart when she finally switched it. They were like, thank you for finally getting it. It's like, I don't know, kind of fuck you 
for yeah. not doing it the first three times we told you not to fucking do this. And then Bill Maher as well. I love yeah, there was, was a tweet his fist. when the WGA strike ended. There was a tweet comparing her to the ending of The Mist, which is perfect because she really did like a week before, just like yeah. everybody was like "fuck you," and then the strike's over. And it's like you could have just waited one week. All that yeah. goodwill that she built up, yeah, she yeah. torched. Bill Maher had no goodwill, Probably. so fuck no, him. yeah, yeah. One of the things that the writers tried to get and failed to get was the right to honor other unions picket lines. So what that basically means is writers will not be joining actors on the picket lines. Like they will for the first few days, maybe. Yeah. But well, they can, if they're not, working. New, well, their new contract says they have to go back to work. Even yeah. if actors are striking, I but like, or love i think it's funny i don't know that the reason actors are still on strike is one it was like a just a strategic decision on the studio's part they decided they wanted to work with writers first but the reason they decided they were just going to focus on writers is because fran drescher kept giving speeches on tv and called them land barons of a medieval time <laughs> And then said, eventually the people break down the gates of Versailles and then it's over. We're at that moment right now. That was a damn good Fran Drescher. That is great. Part. Yeah, yeah like, it was perfect. We're like, all right, fuck you, nanny. Right. It works with the writers. You know, it does make sense that. because they want the scripts first. She, she was a divisive president for SAG too because she, she was not the progressive person that was running for president and she got it and people were really bummed and now that she's doing this and people are like ah, it's fine. yeah because I mean they they have to like they it's it's ridiculous how how little money most people make as an actor right like it's it's most people aren't famous most like background actors who are now getting their bodies scanned like it is do or die right now and for that reason i can't fucking wait i'm so excited for god i hope next week when visual effects artists go on strike um because they really need to more than anybody else more than writers more than uh actors the visual effects industry is getting fucked. Oh, yeah. Remember when, um, whatchamacallit there, Life of Pi won Best Effects, and the guys were like, hey, thanks. This movie destroyed our company. Yeah. And and as they kept going, they got played off immediately. Yeah. They were people, like, we would like you to know that this destroyed our company because you we do not have any protections. What's up? And then they started playing them off. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? For people yeah. who probably aren't aware how fucked up the industry is, the way that works, um, and this is also the reason why CGI tends to be bad, where like in even good movies, people are like, why does the CGI suck? Those companies, there's a bunch of them now, they bid to see who can do the work for the lowest price. Meaning that they go to the studios and one of them says, I'll do it for this many million. And someone says, I'll do it for five million less. And then they go with the company that does it for less, which should be not the way this works that's an unsustainable model because then that company underpays their people and crunches them to fucking get them to do the work that they agreed to and the studios also have that refusal clause where they can just say we don't like this do it again right yes 
And that's why those and people went out of it. business, yeah. Life of Pi. That's what happened. They they killed themselves making it look good. And then they're like, well, we ran out of money doing this <laughs> because yeah. we underbid. And, and that shouldn't be allowed. Like, that shouldn't be a system that yeah. they should do. And, they, and, and the video game industry is, of course, famously as bad. And so those people really fucking need the animation, yeah. the animators, all that. They they need to stand up. Some of they don't. I don't even know if they have a proper union or anything. Yeah, that was a big them. thing with Ang Lee winning. The Life of Pi got best director, right? Yeah. And everyone okay. was like, you know, the people that made the movie actually lost their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You know that movie's almost all CGI. Yeah, yeah. that's. Part of the writers and actors strike that I think a lot of people don't take into account. Like we're just thinking, oh, all these fucking highfalutin actors and writers bitching about more money. Like once they're on strike, the whole industry is pretty much yeah. on strike. And yeah. then you're getting into like caterers, fucking janitors, like Boom all, operators. Yeah. 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 All Medics. kinds of people. Like according to the always trustworthy Gavin Newsom, California lost five billion dollars in like the california economy lost five billion dollars just because of the writer's strike and that's a shit ton of money yeah it's a but reminder it's, what these studios what they care about yeah it's it's almost as if you should pay these people a lot since they're so important to the economy you know yeah it's it's ridiculous that and also there's an article that i read that we'll link to in the show notes about how even in the UK people, they, there are a bunch of like contracted workers in the UK who work on various U S productions, governor, like bruv mate. And then mate bruv. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. In it, in it. And oh, who doesn't love in it? Who doesn't? Right. And well, pay, according, pay, according to a recent survey of members by the UK Broadcasting Entertainment Communications and Theater Union, back to back to three quarters of their members are unemployed right now because of these strikes. And it's Except like those twenty five percent other guys. What are they scabs? They're making British movies. Like a lot of the work over there, this is a quote from a woman named Elise Tyson, who is a filmmaker and writer living in London. For a country with such a rich cinematic history, Britain is precariously dependent on the Hollywood okay. machine. Okay, calm down. A, we started this. <laughs> All right. It's yeah, you're dependent thing. on the thing we invented, motherfucker. You <laughs> well, lost the is, war. Get over it. This happened with Netflix because the strike Netflix was like, we'll do a bunch of Korean shows. And then all these Korean actors were like, hey, wait a fucking second. You're not paying us very well. And yeah. and that, that that's starting to come up. The fucking Squid Games guy was like, I didn't get paid shit for this. And I made you this show. So it's like everybody's starting to realize what the con is here because at its core, Hollywood, I think Hollywood is the most visible version of like late stage capitalism and the problem with exploitation of labor in this country and all over the world. And it, I think a lot of it's because it's, Oh, it's kind of always has been um, a bunch of money. People taking advantage of artists who want to make stuff, right? Like if, like if Marvel came to me and said, Right, right. Uh, here, here. Write a, write a movie. Uh, we'll give you five dollars. I'd be like, sure. 
<laughs> like because it's just because it's like oh yeah I, I get to write a huge movie that everybody would see and my name would be on it i don't even like most marvel films yes i'll write that for cheap or free because that's just the nature of the business so many people start where they're like come help on this set you get paid nothing and we're gonna work you for 12 hours a day yeah. and people are like right away absolutely i oh, yeah. love doing this the, the intern process in los angeles is is very bad and I, yeah. also by the way it boils down to like these studios and these companies and these production companies it goes down to the bare minimum when i was working as a p an office pa they made it a point to make sure we didn't work more than three days a week so we wouldn't hit um full-time status right because and they, they were not, but you couldn't have another job. So right. like everybody I worked with was a 20 something with rich parents that were just like, yeah, I'm just here so I can get into, and I'm just sitting there and like, I need to pay my fucking bills. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I need to fucking live. And this company, fuck you, Shine America, because they purposefully kept you below the poverty line. So they Fun. wouldn't have to. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I, no. I wonder if some of what's happening in the UK with all these contracted workers is that like US studios trying to get around paying what union work here pays because the in this article they talk about how the recommended minimum wage for contract work on movie stuff in the UK is 12 and a half pounds per hour, which is just over $15 an hour in real money. Bro. And that is not a lot. No. And like, what I other mean, reason would they have to contract this out to people in the UK when like you're in the US, you could just contract I mean, it out to people here. I mean, there are, there are reasons that people film in the UK historically, like whatever. The big wheel. Gotta see that Aliens. big wheel. Aliens yeah. was filmed there, you know. Uh, well, yeah, there, but but I, know that, I know that people film there, but if you're talking fifteen dollars an hour, you're not you're not like the on camera talent. Like, no, no, fifteen dollars like, an hour is PA. I'm guessing that's PA numbers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Right. They're the, the they're gonna look for the cheapest way to do everything. That's part of why it was good to stamp out AI here, right? Because for a producer, AI is perfect. It's kind of why they love CGI too, because they're just like, yeah, you can fucking you don't even need actors <laughs> like you can just scan someone and then you're good. Like they want to, it's so much easier to cut out the artist for producers. Right. And any way they can do that. And so like, they're just looking to save money. So like, that's why like so many movies you look up where it's shot and it's like some Eastern European com uh, country where you're like, why'd they shoot there? It takes place in New York. And it's like, yeah, because labor is super cheap there. Yeah. Belarus like, acting yeah. labor is uh, pretty low. Yeah. We're just going to go where it's the cheapest way to make this fucking thing. And so you said they've stamped out AI. Here's a question. Well, what is the ETA on a movie studio i don't know if the new writer's contract would prevent this or not but what is the eta on a studio being like oh okay we can't like make an ai meryl streep and have her act forever well, well we'll just like make our own ai actor like right. a lot of us would be repulsed by it but a lot of people would not give oh it. there are there I mean, are they made the movie digital, Simone about that there are already digital influencers on yeah I know. Yeah. So They're, like I, I have uh, taken photos for some of them at Comic-Con. Oh, fun. It <laughs> but there, there's well. people behind them, right? Like there's yeah. still people doing the voice and stuff. The thing about AI is that it, it, it actually hasn't advanced that much that you, that it looks like, obviously the visual stuff 
it is looks way better. The fact that you can make like make Lord of the Rings look like Wes Anderson or whatever. But the actual technology is still just um of like chat GPT is still predictive text. It's why they're bad at making jokes, which is that when when you tell chat GPT to do something, it's still only thinking about the next word in its sentence. It's not thinking about what the full sentence will be. And yeah. so like it's that's why like it's still clunky. It's just faster. Which isn't right. to say that it won't advance. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. The operative word there is still. Yeah. Like, it's it's also way more advanced than I would say it was like two years ago. Like, especially sure. when we're talking like AI generated music. Like there was a point where I remember there was this AI generated Beatles song. And I was like, man, we got nothing to worry about. Like these right. robots do not have shit figured out. But then a few months ago, there was that AI generated Drake and the weekend song. Mm -hmm. And I think it's my favorite Drake song. Like <laughs> it's so fucking good. And like in that short amount of time, it's progressed that far. So no, it's Were Drake now. and the weekend involved in that. No. Then can they sue whoever made that? Because they should. Probably, but I don't know if they even know who did it. There was a, also, well, I don't think that was an AI thing. A lot of it is being made by people to demonstrate AI, meaning that they're saying they're they're doing it not to like make money. They're doing it to yeah. be like, this is what it can do. Um, and then some of it's really bad. There's, of course, the fact that James Earl Jones sold his voice, which honestly I think is the right way to do it. He sold the rights to his voice because he's fucking 90 and he's like, I'm going to croak. Here's Dar here's my voice as Darth Vader specifically. I, I should note that where he's like, here's the voice of Darth Vader. I'm selling it to you, Disney. And they, I assume that means because he did like some sort of procedure, they can AI the shit out of Darth Vader. They can have Darth Vader say whatever they want in a Disney show, which for the sake of storytelling and blockbusters and the, the fate of Star Wars, I think that's terrible news. But yeah. in terms of the exchange with the actor, that seems as as good as it can be, right? Where they say, we'll give you money, and in exchange, you give us your voice for this character, and we can use it forever. That's and like they, Guardians and, of the Galaxy, when the collector offers to buy Groot's corpse yeah. before it dies. Like, that's no, literally a thing a, a shady character did in a movie. It's not, like, I, I, I don't like that deal, but it's not a, they're not hurting him right like they have are making yeah. a deal with him they're not exploiting him they're making this deal and he is saying yes this is fine let's do this and that's like i think how it should go like again i don't want this but if they went to harrison ford and said we'll give you this much money can we scan you and do indiana jones for years after you're dead and he gives that permission then it's like i guess that's legally sound i don't want that nobody should want that yeah, it's legally sound, but it also feels like another means of like just paying real actors less or even not yeah. having to at some point. Because once right. there you are have enough of a like, stable of AI actors, then what do you need are, real actors for? There there are people that do James Earl Jones's voice that that do and approximate Darth Vader. There yeah. are people who have done been his sound alike on an infinite number of productions. Nobody yeah. ever thinks about that. Like but this yeah, is so much easier. Yeah. Well, for Christ's sake, like James Earl Jones, half the stuff James Earl Jones does is not James Earl Jones. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think people understand that either, that soundalikes are that that's a that's a career. Right. That's being cut time. out. And it seems I mean, obviously, out. it's a very remora on the shark kind of um, career path. But it is something that's been like, there, you know, voice matching is a, an important thing into 
then remove it. Fucking that's, yikes. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation, which goes into yeah. it goes into kind of the what the utopia we want to live in, which is that like the advancement, you know, uh, all those horses that lost their jobs when the uh, when car was invented and then they're just bumming around in farms shitting on the ground. Um, there's this idea of like inventing new technology is going to cost jobs. The problem is that we live in a world where people aren't allowed to live for free. Right. Yeah. So like, Oh, all trucks will be automated. That's like, cool. That's the Jetsons. Great. Robots taking our jobs. That should be a good thing. But because not with, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the stupid situation where it's like, yeah, we should live in a Star Trek universe where people pursue art and can just yeah. pursue it. It's but, dystopian instead yeah. of utopian. It's, yeah. it's dystopian because it's done to save money and create yeah. profit, not to make the lives of the people doing those jobs easier. Right. And that's what I think about with the internet and the, that, that the piracy and the anarchy being harnessed by the corporations where it's like, we almost, we were so close to having it where yeah. it's like, Ooh, information, everything is free and shared. I wonder what we should do with that. And corporations were like, Leave it to us. We'll yeah. take all that. Yeah. No. No, thank you. So let's talk about labor unrest of a different kind. Still talking about England, though. We, we talked about this a little bit on last week's episode about international news stories. One of the things we brought up is NHS patients in England are currently, in some cases, waiting up to two and a half years to get diagnostic tests like MRIs, CAT scans. Not always. Some of them are waiting like a year or 18 months or this stuff is, like that. This is the shit people tell you when you say you want socialized health care and single payer. This is the shit they always bring up is shit like Oh, this. yeah. Okay, but this is different because it's totally actually different. happening. Yeah. And it That's, is worth... Go ahead. Oh, no. It's just when... like. To that point, like there are there has been actual times in like Canada where this is an issue and it's like, sure, that's an issue. It's still better than what we have now. Like, that's the key thing is like this shit is an issue that can be fixed. These wait times. That is a problem. That doesn't mean you get rid of this socialized healthcare, right? Like, it's well, very I don't funny. Think, I don't think anyone like I'm not arguing that. Like, no, of course not. Yeah. Like, and I don't think anyone is, but one of the things about socialized medicine, especially if you're in a wretched ass two-party system where you don't have a lot of options when it comes to voting, that good thing that your side voted for is going to be in the hands of the other side at some point. And right. then they're going to get to do with it whatever they want. And that's kind of what's happening in England where the conservatives have taken over and they're like, oh, these fucking social programs, get the fuck out of here. You combine that with COVID and now a doctor's strike and people are legitimately waiting a long, long, long time to be seen by a doctor. And one of the problems in England is, I mean, I guess this isn't a problem. Like, I agree, we need fucking national health care. But being a doctor in England isn't like being a doctor here. Like, you're a civil servant in England when you're a doctor and you are paid as such. So like junior doctors who are like, I guess, residents, we would call them here. They're on strike right now and they are fighting for higher wages. And you hear that and you're probably thinking what they want, like 250,000 a year instead of 175,000. The average annual salary for a junior doctor in England is 50,000 
pounds, which is around $60,000. Now imagine you live in London, one of the most expensive places on earth. You're a doctor who needs roommates. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. That that's that very true that they need to do that. The the it is interesting that the argument that's going to be said is very valid, which is why did you get into medicine? Was it right? They do rich? that with teachers. Or like and shit they're going to do that a lot with them. It's like, ridiculous. But, but there's a difference between getting rich, which doctors can do here, and having to not have roommates. Yeah. Also, they they do this thing now, and it's a big problem here, at least, which is that going into like general practice, like being a um, uh, what is it called? Like just a general family physician or whatever, is not lucrative. Um, whereas being a specialist is, and that's why, like, I don't know if you've noticed this. I I just go to specialists now. That's all I do. I get bounced to specialists. Yeah. Um, through my healthcare, and that's. Me. Most Americans don't have a general physician now who they go to. And part of the reason why is there's like a lack of it. So like where the money goes kind of fucks it up for everybody too. And it's just wild. Like there's also that idea where people like it's so selfish of them to go on strike. People need them. And it's like, exactly. People fucking need them. You should pay them. Same with teachers. Teachers desperately need to do a strike. In Massachusetts, that's illegal. Jesus fucking Christ. We weren't allowed to strike. And again, oh, it's like liberal Massachusetts. Yeah, good old, good old mass. Public but workers like, are not allowed to strike. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, that shit's wild because it's like that's exactly the point. Like we need these people. Shouldn't they be paid more than most people? Right at this point, like being a doctor for Christ's sake. Like, and, isn't that like the whole thing where you save people's lives and stuff? Shouldn't that be worth a lot to it society? Actually, it actually gets worse. Like as like, I don't, I don't care who you are. You can't tell me that 60 grand and that's 60 grand is like the, like high end of the average. There are doctors in the UK making like 29,000 a year. That's like fast food wages, man. That's nuts. But consultants, which are like actual doctors, I don't, and I think there's even a level above that. British ass words. Yeah. It's Mm. yeah. It's like soccer. You're getting relegated to different tears and things yeah it's the bobby doctor uh consultants their salary tops out at right around 126,000 pounds a year which is around 150,000 dollars a year again in real money and that's obviously better but you reach that salary after 19 years mm. on the job Christ, that's mature like a savings bond yeah. yeah, that's like, yeah, that's like savings account shit. And so they're on strike too. And all like, it seems like the people are mostly on their side, but also that's going to depend on how long. Yeah. If you're, if you're, uh, if your nan is in hospital, <laughs> that, did I speak <laughs> British enough for you guys? Yeah. 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 Then obviously you're going to be like, you selfish fuckers. Wanker. Yeah. Jeff Wanker. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm such a bloke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a bruv mate. Yeah. And yeah. Go ahead. No, I just, I don't. Yeah. I, uh, they should pay them what they want. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I don't know what other solution is. There is like doctors can at any point hold us at hostage. And I guess that's their right. Right. Like that's, you know, you yeah. go through all that schooling, you pay for all that schooling for the, to, to have the power of God in your hand. That's what they all want to basically the be serial killers. 
yeah exactly and it's like yeah that's what they earned um so we give them anything they want we love a good dr giggles <laughs> yeah they need if they need their own island or something uh yeah we give it to them so yeah doctors are striking now junior doctors have staged i believe six walkouts over mm. the past few months or past year in england I'll add the junior doctor, Dr. Deluxe is uh, the same thing, but they actually have lettuce, tomato, and onion on it. Cheese, yeah. On October 2nd through the 4th, junior doctors and consultants both will be staging a joint walkout. So do not get minorly ill that day. Man, so, are they going to be all wearing white lab coats? Because that would be kind of neat. That would be neat. Yeah. I... I don't know if this is possible for them. And maybe, uh, you know, I don't want to criticize anybody doing strikes. Is there a way there was that whole thing in Japan where the bus drivers didn't go on strike. They just charged nothing for the bus. <laughs> and and so, because it makes the same thing, right? Where they're like, yeah, the people who matter lose money. I wish there was a way for them to do that where they're like, yeah, no, no, we just won't charge anybody anything. The problem is it's England where yes, it's like, that's they, not, yeah. They don't <laughs> charge like, how is that? How is that different than anything? So yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. And I like, there, yeah, there will be staff like for emergencies. They're not just going to like let people die. They are doctors. Right. I was imagining That's someone wrong. in the ER dying and they're like, I'm sorry, I got to walk out. And it's like, are you fucking serious right now? But that's it. Like if you have the fucking sniffles, yeah. don't, don't, don't go calling Dr. Holmes. Don't get, don't get stabbed by a, a a gang of rowdy teens. I'm really yeah. a super like this is the equivalent because COVID happened, right? It's the equivalent no, of like when you worked. Like I remember when I'd work a job and I'd and they didn't like they were understaffed and the managers knew and like it was a rush. And I remember that moment where like the rush would end and I would be the king in that moment where I'm just like, I'm going outside for an hour to smoke a, like a 10 cigarettes. And the managers are like, we're sorry. That's fine. Okay. That's kind of what this is, right? COVID happened. Everybody was an asshole during COVID in a million different ways. And every doctor should be like, okay, it's still not under control, but you, you seem to think it is. We're, we're going to go like, fuck you all. Yeah. Like yeah, fuck all of you. Break. Yeah, you all you all just fucked this up so badly for us. Nobody wore masks. People were like saying all these weird conspiracies. People were like you screaming at us. Like everybody was an asshole and we were trying to save you all from dying and we're not getting paid enough. Fuck all of you. We're going to go sit in our cars and it's up to you to come to us and apologize. Like fuck this. Yeah. That's that is a channel. Yeah, it's totally understandable. They should all go on strike. Yeah, I mean, go on holiday. Holiday. That's, that's yep. Watch out for those fucking hounds of Baskervilles. You know, they're everywhere. <laughs> you, gotta, you have to. That place like is mosquitoes. littered with hounds of the Baskervilles. Yeah. And the all the werewolves, if you're in London. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, also, they're hanging out at Trader Vic's, for Christ's all sake. The, all the Jack Ripper. The Metropolitan PD. Mm, biggest fucking yeah. horror story there is. Right. Also... Yeah. Mate, bruv. Mate, bruv. I feel bad. I spent a month in England and they were the nicest people in the world. That's so all. far, more than 940,000 appointments and treatments have had to be postponed. Crank that up to one milli, baby. Right? How many have more dental appointments? Am I right? Mm, <laughs> have you guys ever had jokes? The UK actually has like some of the best dental health in the world. I've literally walked out of a dentist appointment because they wouldn't tell me how much it cost until I was in the chair about to have the procedure. And it was like, don't 
spring this on me like i literally had to get up and leave because i was like how much is this gonna cost you won't tell me and they're like you know like only like a 900 and i'm like i'm going like i had a 1500 dental cleaning this week and that was after insurance i do have dental insurance that's ridiculous we should burn down that dentist's office right like yeah i'm at point in my life where i want to burn down all dentist offices yeah probably like a clean like how is that even ethical yeah it's nuts i understand arsons yeah i don't want to talk about my fucking teeth Oof. yeah all right let's talk about another strike thing joe biden Uh, he's on strike yeah he showed up to uh hang out with uaw workers and honestly michigan good enough right for a president because none of them had ever done that before. Like, yeah, it, it seems it's like something Teddy Roosevelt would have done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I good enough is the right way to put it. I don't love Biden. I, I don't like, I, like he's Same. whatever. He, one of his problems though is he really should be louder about some of this shit, right? Cause he, he's not, again, he's not great, but he has done some low key stuff that it's like, take a fucking be loud and Trumpian about this shit, will you? For the love of Christ. Yeah, I don't know if this is the thing, though. Like, he, yeah. I, it seems like he was doing this because Trump was also going to talk to this same, well, like, these same workers the next day. Yeah, I think what happened was that train derailment happened and he ignored it and Trump didn't remember that. Yeah. Trump went to the town and it was like, Biden, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yep. And I think this time someone was like, you have to get there right now. You can't do that again, you asshole. Like, I don't care if you need a nap. You need to go and go on this picket line today. Right. But then also when the rail workers tried to strike in December. He fuck, yeah, he fucked them over. Oh, of- yeah. He fucked them over. No part of that. About that. I looked so, into like, it. Is he a friend of labor? Well, it he turns is out- as much as any politician, I feel like. Yeah, I don't think we like really have pro-labor candidates in that way anymore but yeah the thing about the the rail strike is we passed a law as a country back in where'd it go 1926 i want to say no laws from 1926 should matter oh here well we're jumping way ahead Mm. that's why i couldn't find it in the notes the railway labor act of 1926 gives the president the president the authority to intervene in situations where a rail strike could significantly affect essential transportation. And it has been invoked 18 times you since know, it was enacted. So apparently wow. rail workers just cannot strike. If they this do get one of those things where they're like, yeah, but it's inconvenient. Don't you understand? And it's yeah. like, yeah, asshole. I mean, that's where you got like fucking Reagan when he, when he clashed with the air traffic controllers and he fired them all. He really... There, there is a moment in, I mean, he, he, it's like the fucking in Back to the Future where everything comes back to 1985. Very much everything comes back to Reagan, right? And I'm sure you guys have talked about this. Oh, plenty. With the labor where Reagan stuff? just yeah. changed the country for the worst. Like where it's like there needs to be, like I would vote for whoever can stand up and go, okay, Reagan didn't work. Let's think about what the world was like before Reagan and let's get back to that, right? Uh, except the racism let's do it all again without all the without all the sh- the shit um because like he fucked things up and yeah that moment is him basically saying like yeah fuck you unions i'm the president and they're for, since the 80s 
unions like membership has gone has plummeted like yeah. unions took a big hit since the 80s not just because of reagan obviously but he kind of signified like it's okay and like it we got more and more companies just fucking over unions to the point that now yeah. it's just fine like i think who is it nikki haley was like i'm a union buster as like vote for me like people are proudly anti-union it's ridiculous yeah okay coal miners yeah so sure that's gonna shit. be a a real a real smart move for you to vote for somebody who's a union buster in your right dying world like yeah. i'm not saying democrats are much better but it's wild that they can get away with being working class folk republicans and then also being union busters yeah and it's, they're also out of the not story. they're so not where like the fact that republican like blue collar republicans keep getting like rooked by these people is so funny to me yeah it's frustrating but it's also just like how are you they're like we we these coastal elites we got to vote for trump right and i was like that's one of the coastalist elitist people that exists yeah yeah the, yeah with this though like i i understand the thinking right it's the same with doctors or anything which is like there's like a certain thing like a a job in this country where we think of as well essential workers right we talked about this all with covid but you then like you have to if that's the case you have to treat them like that period so it's right. that where it's like okay like if you think they're as important as soldiers well soldiers get to get like free health care and shit right like soldiers get to live in the socialist utopia none of us do um, so like if a worker you deem I would call salt what soldiers have to do a utopia in well, yes, way. but I mean the benefits they get are like sure. I mean, very... yeah, but have you ever seen a fucking uh the uh VA? Oh, that's true. I wouldn't classify I that as VA. utopia. No, I no, yeah, I have. It is not a utopia, you're right. The point being that though, like this idea that if someone's essential to the functioning of this country there has to be some sort of baseline level of care then. And you're right. It should honestly be better than how we treat soldiers too. Yeah. yeah um, like, they famously, I don't know if you've seen Rambo, but <laughs> yeah, that documentary Rambo. One, yeah. one of my issues with like, I, it's fine that Biden went and joined this picket line. That's great. From a PR standpoint, if nothing else, his dog bit everyone there. <laughs> yeah. Commander, you're good. Commander's innocent. He's the only good I think so Biden. too, right? Like he just it's a cab. Yeah. <laughs> all the way. But one of the the weird quirks about this is the reason like Michigan's a battleground state and whoever like that union alone could kind of swing Wait, that yeah. election. And so Biden and Trump are putting in a lot of FaceTime with this union. And one of the things that comes up in the article we linked to is Biden met with this union representative who met him at the airport. And he, this guy's main concern is, well, Joe Biden said he wants to like start switching the country more toward electric vehicles and, you know, get like gas engines and things off the road. And those cars require less parts to assemble and that's going to cost jobs. So we want Biden to promise us that's not going to happen. And here's the thing that needs to happen. Like, yeah. like that absolutely needs to happen. And if it's going to cost jobs, it's going to cost jobs. Right. It goes back to AI. It goes back to universal basic income where it's like the society has to be able to progress. And like, we have to accept at some point that that's going to involve paying people to exist. Cause if we start having to re replace jobs with AI or get rid of jobs or like, yeah, 
do like you know ideally we wouldn't we would rely more on public transportation have less cars in general and those cars should be electric and all these things you know shutting down coal plants or coal miners it's like yeah that that is going to cost jobs the it, it shouldn't be a, a hurdle like that shouldn't be a hurdle for progress right, right. the economy and, and and it's ridiculous that we've created a system where it is where we can't say where people go we're gonna lose jobs and we can't say oh, okay well then we'll just we'll give you money um, like we'll give you money for that yeah um and then you don't have to work anymore how about that do you like real, that <laughs> real quick what was the stance with the uaw and i forget on kidnapping your own governor where were they on that one mm. were they pro <laughs> yeah i don't know that was wild that was that's so wild yeah. wait till me and who kidnapped their governor oh there well, was like a whole you you know about like militiagan right like how yeah how absolutely insanely right. weird it is over there and there was like a big conspiracy to kidnap the governor right yeah, yeah. That's like a, there was, but it's also has since come out that it's kind of one of those things where the FBI shows up and they're like, hey, want to kidnap the governor? I got some plans. And like, as soon as uh, someone says yes, they're like, all right, you're under arrest now. Also, sometimes you got to kidnap a governor or two, you know, like sometimes you need you results. Know. Michigan is uh, where the meatloaf incident occurred. Where What's that? Did it involve like, meatloaf when, or meatloaf? Meatloaf, like the meatloaf actor not meatloaf not the food yeah meatloaf the character the human yeah yeah when he was really rude to me and then probably got covid and then died you gave oh, him I covid i can't believe we meatloaf? didn't know what that was i mean i've been pretty open about meatloaf Killing telling meatloaf. me to fuck right off and then getting covid and you killed him. clearly yeah. in that masks not mandated in the tail end of a pandemic hmm location i forgot meatloaf died oh i didn't yeah. you come for the king you best not miss baby yeah you killed him yeah he fucking sucked anyway That's, i didn't want to i didn't want to do the panel but i was going to do it because it was my fucking job and he was mm. such a huge piece of shit to me that i was like hey man you gave me an hour off of a job i didn't want to do we're good yeah yeah didn't uh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to trigger you or offend you he said that to me like oh jesus you should have like, fucking slapped him I was like, you didn't, you fucking rascal driving piece of shit. And then he fucked off and, and died. then he fucking died. Yeah. And Who if wins? you look at the timeline, like. Who wins? Who wins that argument? Yeah. You like know? this was like late October. And I think he like admitted that he had COVID in like early November or something. Right. So the next strike hasn't happened yet, but it seems like it's seems like it's coming and this is going to be a big one las vegas casino and hotel workers hell yeah yeah i have a question about this does this mean the rooms will be cheaper if i go there to see that fucked up sphere or will i just have to wait i know yeah, that's a I'm, selfish question i hope uh, they strike and I'm, get I'm, everything they want that's a given i'm so just dave i'll be there on thanksgiving you should come out what i my plan is i want to get the best room for that stupid eye and never leave that room and just drop some acid and have a weekend uh just looking at that eye until i find god but i mean i'm i'll probably trash gamble as well because that's a blast but yeah um, trash gambling yeah, yeah come the, with me come to vegas i should thanksgiving i might i'll, I'll talk to hana um hana does not like vegas uh and i understand to let her learn to be thankful I know it's very funny. Cause she was just like, it, this is her 
bit, not mine, but she was like, every guy there cosplays as a rapist. And then the last time I went, I was like, it's going to be great. We're all wearing mustaches, getting a Hawaiian shirt. God, you're right about <laughs> what you said. Like it was, it was like, I didn't even realize when I was saying it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to dress like a fucking maniac for Vegas. So, so, so this is right on, we're on the precipice of this, right? Like it's right about to go down. Yeah. The same day Biden was visiting the UAW picket line, the culinary union held a vote to clear the way for a strike. The culinary union is the largest labor union in Nevada, representing about 60,000 workers statewide. This is a quote. We are the glue that keeps these hotels together and we should be paid what we deserve. That's Deanna Virgil a longtime Wynn employee, so long, in fact, that she's worked there 38 years wow. and she can only afford her bills because she lives with her adult daughter. To right. be fair, casinos and casino owners are famously not well off. Well, mm. I think a big problem here is we perceive work we don't want to do as work that shouldn't pay that much. Oh, yeah. When it seems like the exact opposite yeah, like garbage men should make all of the money oh yeah, yeah. i was a and dishwasher like, for years and you'd still make it made pretty good because they knew that stuff sucks and that job sucks like it should you should make more money doing that yeah and it's absolutely the case like i didn't bring up los angeles hotel workers on this because we talked about that strike on another episode but it's the exact same thing where like they're working in communities that they can't even afford to live in. Like yes. there are people coming from out of town who can afford to hang out and party in that area. But the people who serve that area and keep it running don't make enough money to live there. Thank San Francisco you. is like the big version of this. Right. And like, yeah, you never think about Vegas has the strip and then they have an entire city outside the strip. And I actually know someone who lives there. And one of the big things about living there, uh, she's a, a teacher there, my aunt, um, nothing is there for them. Meaning that if you get news, Oh, they're going to make an, a new theater, a new movie theater. Guess where that theater is going to be. It's yeah. not going to be in the city. The rest of the city. It's not going to be the, the actual Vegas. When you go out in there, it's houses and supermarkets and that's it. It's yeah. just like, here's what you it's need a, to survive. It's a desert community. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have fun. You go to the strip. That's it. And it's like, what if I don't want to go to the fucking strip to see a movie? You know, like sometimes you just want to see a fucking movie and, and it sounds exhausting. And I guarantee this, uh, Deanna Virgil has seen some bullshit, right? Well, I was going to say like, looking how much it up. cum do you think they have to clean up? Yeah. So much cum. Oh yeah. Everybody goes to Vegas to be an asshole, to be like, uh, uh, you know, it, that's where people go and they say time to be an asshole, time to get drunk and be herded, and be and you know and like that's the game it's like a theme park and you need to pay people correctly to deal with assholes that's that's the exchange right like i don't want to feel bad and go to vegas that's the whole point is you go there and it's a decadent it's it's just you feel bad hubris. coming home from vegas yeah the, the city's hubris we built this thing in the desert that's going to not last yeah, everybody goes robbing. there to be an asshole that's robbing all the farmers of their water. Right. You at least need to pay the people correctly. And um, this is such a good time for them to do this because there are so many things happening in Vegas. Football season just started. So yep. the Raiders are going to be playing a bunch. There is a Formula One race happening. That's the talk of the town out there right now. Yeah. On the Vegas Strip. 
in November. Uh, the Super Bowl is there in February. So there's a lot riding on Finally. making sure the hotels are running properly. What? Finally, a reason to go to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, they got that big I mean, stupid it ball. Is, it is going to be an especially like busy time. And if mm-hmm. a strike happens during all that, it's going to be a I hear, nightmare. I'll be stoked for them. I hear Penn and Teller are going to be there. That's amazing. How how often do you see Penn and Teller there? Yeah, they don't Vegas. do Carrot Top in Vegas, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that's happening with the L.A. hotel workers strike that I think would be very interesting if it happened in Las Vegas is the Teamsters, in a lot of cases in L.A., are refusing to cross picket lines to make deliveries. Nice. And if something like that happens in Vegas, see, I have... And if that's at a convention center, holy shit. Yeah. I have a huge conspiracy theory about Taylor Swift that I would like to share with everyone. Lizard. The LA hotel workers were calling on Taylor Swift to cancel her SoFi shows in solidarity with the hotel workers. We know the Teamsters were working like in solidarity with the hotel workers when they said, well, we're not going to cross picket lines to make deliveries if our fellow union members, even though it's a different union, are picketing. What if someone went to Taylor Swift and was like, you know, you don't have to shut down in solidarity with the hotel workers, but we could. And what happens? Taylor Swift gives every truck driver on her tour a $250,000 bonus check. Remember that story? Mm -hmm. She did do that. She sure did. And I bet that had at least something to do with the fact that those truck drivers could just as easily have been like, Oh, well, if you're not going to side with the LA hotel workers union, we will. Or, and and then what? Or those trucks filled with human torsos, every single one (laughs) packed with torsos. It's the big reveal of the show. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That's the errors tour aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She does it anyway. The stage is just built with human torsos. Yeah. But yeah. That's how she gets her power. Yeah. Yeah. Yelling, shake it off while she's tossing torsos into the crowd. (laughs) Um, That's the only Taylor Swift conspiracy theory I've heard in the past several weeks that makes sense. Yeah. It's not all the other ones are the dumbest things I've ever heard. Why are, why are people mad at her? I, I have, I feel very little towards her and I don't mean that in a mean way where it's just like, yeah, I'm I'm old. I, I don't listen to music. She seems fine, but like I noticed people were very mad at her lately, and I there, don't know why. The the man that she may or may not be dating right now previously dated a black woman, so a lot of people are making it racial. <laughs> For the love of Christ, really? Is that it? That is a re. Why I saw people, two. That's why people are mad at her. I saw it's just two, they're racist. I saw two adult comedians have an interaction on Twitter that was all about how this theoretical relationship is rooted in racism. I feel like in my head, I'm like Taylor Swift is the most popular woman on the planet. So what were they arguing? They were saying that that it was a, that white men don't pick the more attractive. They pick based on. No wait, That's not why they're because like conservatives are mad at her right now. Like people, everybody, she's liberal. Okay. That's what, like, I don't think that's, like I, I just noticed people were like very mad at her lately, but, and I thought it was conservatives mad at her. I don't think that that can't possibly be the the main thing. Well, the the Kelsey but, thing now is weird. Like people but, thought that now they're like, oh, it's a business decision. 
It's like but he's Travis doing, Kelsey's ex broke up with him. Oh, oh, he didn't stop break trying up to him. stop trying to find logic. Why in do you these guys know this fucking stuff? people? Oh, I just here's I know it because I remember. See, I have a very reasonable explanation for why I know mm-hmm, all this. Mm-hmm. I can walk you right through it. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs won a Super Bowl. And very famously, at the end of that Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey's girlfriend came up and like kissed him and like said like really encouraging stuff to him. And it was very sweet. And then I find out he's maybe dating Taylor Swift. And I was like, well, what the what happened to the Uh, Super Bowl? She's a homewrecker. I Googled it and I found an article that said allegedly she broke up with him because the entire five years they were dating, he made her pay half for everything. So he didn't see himself as a meal ticket and oh, the irony that, you know, he would never pull that shit on Taylor Swift, who in theory, like would never need him to pay for anything. Yeah. She could have him killed. Yeah. Easily. Like, like he's definitely not going to pay. He's not going to pull that on her. And here's the thing. If that's true, oh, that is, I don't know. Whenever somebody says. Whenever somebody says always or never, I always take it with a grain of salt because those two words are very rarely yeah. accurate. Um, but that's how I, I know. I saw there was another one where people were like saying it's a business decision because his jersey sales went up. <laughs> and I was like, I don't I love the internet. And I was like, I don't understand how people can not Occam's razor the fact that one of the hottest and m- most insanely popular people on the planet might be attractive to another hot popular person right like why yeah, does I'm it sure have to be, he's not he's not going broke yeah they're having some killer sex like that's why can't it just be or that athletic sex yeah yeah no sex that would kill any of us they're they're doing they're doing it all you know just picture it God, it's yeah. um i'm gonna yeah it's incredible I'm stuff. Gonna picture it so yeah, anyway vegas hotel workers <laughs> <laughs> And after yeah, all that I, athletic sex, they had to clean up. <laughs> everybody should go on strike. And I hope everybody gets what they want at this point. Right. Like, it's, yeah. it's just like, it's clearly broken. Uh, nobody is making a living. And then there's a handful of people in every industry making all the money. Uh, everybody needs to go on strike until that is yeah. until honestly, until a single job can afford, can, uh, can um, afford an entire family and house. Right. That's how it used to be. Just one, one, like one person working a job. It doesn't matter who in the family. It can be the kid. It can be the kid. We can do child labor. Um, yeah, I'm fine should be able I'm, to. I'm into it actually. Yeah, should be able to be enough for an entire household. Period. That's you know. That's yeah. I, I I don't know why it's so hard. A c- countries we judge countries all the time on like can your people eat and afford to live right. And it's like, I, I thought this was supposed to be the greatest country, you know, like we like, then let's make a country where everybody can afford to have families if they want families or people like me can use all that money and just live like a dirt bag. Either one should be an option though. Yeah. And everybody should go on strike until they get that. Yeah. Let's all go on strike, including right. You know what? Let's, walk, off, let's walk out of this podcast right now. I say, right. yeah. that's, that's what I say. I'm striking. Um, Hey, Dave, Jeff. Thank you both for doing the podcast, except Jeff. Oh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? I have a show November 10th at the sardine in San Pedro. It's a nerd rockers ball. I'm telling jokes. Connor McSpadden will be there. Lindsay Adams. And then 
Danger, Van Gorder, and Countless Thousands are playing music after. And then there's a couple other bands, I think. We'll see. So uh, come to that. I'm going to be doing some podcast classes. Whoa. Pod class. In, 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 take- in the South Bay and on uh, streaming. You can I'll live stream it. Tickets for that. Uh, all those things will be available soon. And follow me on Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. Here's the thing. I cannot keep social media profiles going for every podcast I do. And I don't think anyone wants or needs me to. So just follow me at Adam Todd Brown and I'll follow, I'll, I'll, I'll do stuff there. That's weird. Except I YouTube. Blocked, you can follow, you, yeah. you don't, you can follow, you don't sports on YouTube and you can follow, you don't show on YouTube also. And uh, that's all I got. What else do we have to plug? I'll, I'll do it. Um, do it. I'm on, I'm on Twitter at, or yeah, at movie hooligan. Also on Blue Sky, same thing. If you're on Blue Sky, I think I'm I'm on Instagram. I forget what. I probably me looking at your photos. Oh yeah, that is my Instagram. Okay, thank you. Um, but mostly there's a a podcast network I do with Tom Ryman called Gamefully Unemployed. G A M E F U L O Y Unemployed. Google that. Um, we're also on Twitter, Gamefully Un, and we have a bunch of podcasts, mostly about movies. I also write for the um, YouTube video series, Some More News. I'm the head writer over there. It's a news uh, podcast and show, so you can check that out as well. That's all my junk. I don't know if you know this about me, uh, but I have cool friends and I have a show called Jeff Has Cool Friends, which you can get early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content at patreon.com slash Jeff May, uh, J-E-F-F-M-A-Y, all one word. Um, you can get that show uh, for free later, but I would much prefer you gave me just a tiny bit of money for it. Uh, mm-hmm. On top of that, you can get access to sh- uh, Patreon exclusives like Ugg Fine with Kim Crawl, as well as um, Nerd with Dre Alvarez. You can get that a little bit early. That also goes up for free under the Jeff Has Cool Friends umbrella. Ella, Ella, A, A, A. That's going to be the rest of the stuff. So I'm just going to do that. Uh, Tom and Jeff watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed. You can watch me uh, open up packs of cards on I Must Break You on my Instagram and or YouTube. I'm not doing it on Instagram, but I think I'm going to pivot back to YouTube. You're not twitching? Not twitching? No, bro? I'm not twitching. I can't. Another fucking thing. Another thing. I'll get you on Twitch. I'll get you going on Twitch. Yeah, it's all good. Um, you know, Adam's uh, Adam's a bad person, but I love him anyway. You can watch us open stuff together on You Don't Even Like Sports cards 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 all right and I it's think on cards it. second friday of every month blast from the past bye Sorry. let's get the fuck out of here dave say goodbye goodbye jeff say goodbye you get the vegas come rookie card everybody goodbye everybody we love you jim in gross Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. I'm